talking about how social media impacts our mental health tonight, okay? Now, um, before we get started, uh, I want to be clear on this because I get it. I'm old, and this could sound like just this old person social media rant, okay? I get it. Um, and, and you may have thought that as soon as you saw, you heard I was going to talk about this, you're like, oh, I know what Steve's going to say, you know? Uh, but he doesn't know, you know? And, and you know what, guys? I don't know. So let's kick that off right. I don't know, okay? I grew up, I didn't have, I didn't have social media, okay? If I wanted to talk to someone, I called them, all right? Um, and we didn't have text. I remember when text came out, I was in college when texting came out. And we literally, I looked at a buddy, we were at an airport, we were at LAX actually. Uh, we were there waiting for a friend because I was going to school in LA. And, uh, and he goes, hey, I sent you something on your phone. And I go, what? And uh, it was a text message. I go, what are these? He goes, well, it cost me like, I don't know, it was like 10 cents for him to send that, which at that time was a little more now, you know, inflation, whatever. But anyway, so he sends me a text and I go, so I text him back and I go, this is the dumbest thing ever. This is going to go away. Well, here we are, right? So um, texting, everything. Now you don't even talk to someone. You just text them. And you're like, oh, I talked to them the other day. You did? Nah, you texted them. You didn't talk to them. Well, I did talk to them. I look at it differently, okay? But that's just me. That's how I grew up. I, you know, we didn't have the opportunity to social media stalk someone before we met them or, or anything like that. And that's all you guys do. And now guess what? You've taught me how to do it. So, so thank you. Because when I meet you, you tell me your name. I'm going to go, who are they? No, I don't do that uh, most of the time. So anyway, so let's call it what it is. I'm not, I didn't grow up in that culture. It came late to me. Um, and, uh, and I do have an account like Facebook, Instagram, whatever, but they got hacked. So all my followers disappeared, everything went away. And then it relaunched, uh, relaunched like it was a big event. <laughs> we had a big celebration for the relaunch of my social media at the church. Um, and, uh, Anyway, it, it was sad though, like all went away, all the memories, everything, it got like hacked like early on in COVID, when COVID was like just thrusting, you know, and everything was like just, like everything was horrible. I know. Anyway, so that's where we're at, okay? So this isn't that, this is not a social media rant, okay? In fact, I want to start with this. Let's talk about positives that can come out of social media, all right? So let's kick that off. Okay, um, a positive, you, uh, something that it enables you to do. It enables you to communicate and stay up to date with family and friends around the world, right? You have friends that maybe they're in another country right now, family in another country, in another state, and, or family members that you would have no relationship with because they're in like Ohio and, and you're able to connect with them, okay? So, so there's some positives there, right? Um, it enables you to find new friends and communities, right? There's new friends, there's new communities that you've joined, that you've heard about as a result of social media. Uh, that allows you to network with other people who share similar interests uh, or ambitions, right? Uh, you find out they want to be that too. We should hang out. I should message them. Um, it enables you to, to join or promote worthwhile causes, right? There's worthwhile causes out there that people put on social media to generate uh, awareness uh, for, for something or, or a traumatic event 
um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of situations that, that come up like that, that it's helpful to see, and, and I want to be a part of helping uh, those people out. So it, it can do that, right? I mean, uh, you think of even like, I know that uh, the teachings that I do, uh, you know, on Sunday and, and, and all those things, those things get put out there. They're on social media and everything, and it can be used to connect and to touch people where they're at. Um, and maybe people that wouldn't uh, come into a space in person, right? Um, it enables us to seek or offer emotional support during tough times for somebody else. For somebody that you can just tell they're going through a tough uh, time. You wouldn't know it because you just haven't seen them. But it enables you to be aware of that. Um, it enables you to find, uh, well, if you, you know, if you live in a remote area, you can have a social connection. Uh, you know, how many of you grew up in like a small town? Okay, so this makes sense, right? Uh, some of you didn't have the social interactions uh, that, that a lot of other people had, or maybe you just had parents that you were just on lockdown, right? They were just like, you can't do anything. And, and so it gave you at least an opportunity to, to meet some people uh, and that. Um, and then also it enables us to discover um, sources of valuable information and learning, okay? Uh, in fact, there's books that I've purchased as a result of a social media post. Uh, there's, there's experts that I've gotten in touch with through a social media post, okay? Um, if you start a business, social media is a great way to generate awareness for your business, right? Um, and, 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 and marketing and all that. So I don't, and our church has social media. So this is not this big rant. I wanted to kick off with the positives, okay, to frame it. But then I know for me, I've noticed over the years that it has, it has snowballed, okay? And then for me, where it really hit ahead is when I watched a documentary that came out, I don't know when it came out, a year, two years ago, maybe three, I'm not sure. It was called The Social Dilemma. Um, it's on Netflix. How have you seen that? Okay, yeah, great. Um, and so I watched that. And I, and, and I don't know about you, now most of you saw it. Actually, raise your hand if you hadn't seen it. Haven't? Have not. Sorry, I'm, I'm learning again with the mask. Okay, yeah, okay, so a few of you. I'm not going to isolate you. So anyway, what that, what that documentary does is it's literally those that were helping to engineer um, what we have the, from the algorithms and everything else, from, from Google to, to, to Facebook to these other sites, and they're sharing um, why they don't work there anymore and the things that, that they were seeing, and they were seeing what it was doing, okay? And, um, and, and they were seeing how it was impacting culture, in, impact, like literally changing culture, changing politics, uh, and, and taking people from a mental health standpoint, just like running them into, into the ground, especially they were seeing in uh, kids, uh, teenagers, and, 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 what, and, and just the destruction. And so they were talking about uh, the algorithms in that and how uh, it literally is built uh, to where you get what you want and it just feeds it and feeds it and feeds it. And, and what it ends up doing is taking uh, you who started off with this belief that's a little different than that person with that belief um, or, or what they want and what you want. And all of a sudden now, it's almost like this, this like addiction uh, where it's just feeding you everything you want. If it's politics, it's just taking you down this road. And it's taking this person who maybe views things a little different, it's taking them down this road. Uh, if, and, and, and it's not just politics, it's, it's everything. 
is everything. Um, it's stuff you're looking at, stuff you like, um, and, and it's just reinforcing it. And, and it actually, throughout the documentary, it, it kind of has this, this story within it of this, of this high school, uh, I think it was a high school, high school student um, and his family. And they're navigating through it together as a family. And you see this high schooler, and it literally starts with this great kid, and it just walks you through how it takes him down this path to where ultimately he's on the ground being arrested. And, and it was just, it was just this, this documentary, and I watched it. And as I'm watching it with my wife, we're literally like in our minds, we're picturing friends, we're picturing people, family members, and we're going, oh my gosh, this is them. Like, like this is them. Now, it's really easy to, when you watch something like that to go, this is them, but it's really hard to go, but what is me, right? Now, listen, you may not be to the extreme of being handcuffed on the ground, but from what we see and what they're saying, it's impacting us. It's impacting culture. Okay? Um, in fact, it's, it's impacting us so much that, I mean, the stats are crazy, you guys. The stats are crazy. Uh, in 2012, the average person spent on social media, was, the average time they spent was 90 minutes a day. 90 minutes in, in 2012. In, in 2019, the average amount of time spent on social media was two hours and 22 minutes. Two hours, 22 minutes per day. 16 to 24-year-olds now? How many of you 16, 24? Yeah, it's like everybody. Everybody else. Not Seth. Not me. Michelle. We're like, you know. Um, but uh, anyway, three hours. Just over three hours. Over three hours on average a day on social media. Okay, I don't care if you go, well, I'm not that person. There is no way you could do something three hours a day and say it's not affecting me. It's impossible. That is an impossibility, okay? And, and what this trend that we're seeing, you know what it suggests? It's not now just like connection, right? It's dependency, right? We've crossed over from something that's great, that's entertainment, that's me checking in on grandma in Indiana to dependency, right? Which is totally different now. It's just totally different on your mind, totally different on your heart. And what we've learned about social media and its effects on your mental health are these things. One, it can feed into your anxiety. I talked about anxiety week one, social media, uh, is, is huge on feeding into whatever anxiety you're battling. Uh, it can highlight it. Uh, it can um, reinforce it. You may be doing well in it, and you may see one image, one thing that's going on, one person's post, one family thing, one event at somewhere else, and all of a sudden, what happens? You're spiraling again. You're spiraling in anxiety. Um, it can lead to depression. Depression's a big one through social media. Um, and uh, how does that happen? A, a lot of you know, well, one is through body image, right? Uh, it can take you down this road. You're seeing all these filtered images. You, you're, you guys are seeing so many filtered images. You don't even know what's filtered and what's not filtered anymore. That's what's crazy, 
I mean, when you see a normal picture now, you don't even know what to do with it. You're like, what is that? That's a normal picture, okay? But we now have so many filters uh, that it's absolutely nuts. It's nuts. I mean, if I go to post on social media, and I maybe post, I don't know, twice a year. I don't know what my average is, okay? But if I go to post, guys, it's stressful because it gives you all those options. So I look at my wife, I go, what do I do? Do you go with the cream? Do you go with the, the what, what are the other ones? I don't even know all the names. All these different names for these filters. I go, do we go black and white? And there's all these different shades of black and white. Like, what, what is this? You know, and, and, and it's tough. And she's just like, stop, just stop. And I go, well, okay, I'm going with this. Good luck. It's going out there. You know, but that's how, that's, that's where we're at, you guys. And, and so you can see all these images and all these images that are literally somebody's best attempt to hide what they don't want you to see and to highlight what they do want you to see, right? I mean, you're contorting and twisting yourself in such a way that everything great about you is popped, right? Everything bad is like disappeared, okay? And, and you're putting it out there and more and more people are seeing it. People are consuming it, and, and, and you're trying to process. You're working through your own struggles and all of that, but you're seeing them, and you're like, they don't look like me. I want to look like them, or why aren't they struggling with the things I'm struggling here? My body image is, is out of control, and now you're depressed. You're discouraged, okay? Uh, comparison, life comparison. Oh, my goodness. You want to talk about what leads to depression, you guys, is when you get into comparison, okay? You start getting into comparison, they're, they're my age. How are they there already? I'm not there. How have they figured out? Why did they get that job? How did they get that opportunity? And I'm still here grinding away. This isn't fair. Um, like, how did they get a relationship? What makes them special? I don't understand, right? All of these things feed it. And guys, I'll tell you what, that doesn't go away. Like, I struggle with that. I struggle with comparison, for sure. And I tell you what, social media feeds that. It feeds it. And pastors are the worst. We had a billion people show up on Sunday and a 20 billion showed up online and then we baptized 5,000 of them and praise God. And it's like, eh. you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa, <laughs> look at you. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a New York Times bestseller. Ah! I mean, if I posted that, you guys would be just like, you're stupid, Steve. You're stupid, you're right? Like it just, but, but, but guess what? Another pastor go, looks at that and goes, Huh, God, I'm grinding in this town of 2,000 people, and man, we got this little building and that, and I'm just trying to please God, and there they are, and they're all over the place, and they're speaking to all these things. God, don't you love me? And it's like he is literally missing out on an incredible blessing that he has in a community to change an impact for Jesus. And that's how quick it happens. It's quick. I deal with it, you guys deal with it, and social media reinforces where other people are at and where you're not at. And you have to remind yourself that they're only posting what? When it's something desirable, right? So you got to know that. It's feeding that. And that can lead to depression. It affects your self-esteem. How many times have you seen a post and you get angry? And all of a sudden you're angry. Uh, it can lead you to being unhealthy physically. Guys, I'm telling you what, if you're, if you're spending three hours on that, I'll tell you what, you're not physically meeting the needs your body needs. So physically, and we're going to talk later um, in the coming weeks about physical, like, like your body, okay? Because it's fascinating. 
But you guys, man, I'm telling you right now, your, your body affects you mentally in more ways. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. But uh, if you're spending that kind of time there, you're, you're not taking care of yourself physically. Um, less activity equals weight gain, right? Uh, it also leads to, because a lot of you are spending this time when? Late at night, lack of sleep. I'm going to talk about that too when I talk about the body, about sleep and what it does to your brain and all of those things. And guys, the light from your phone or whatever you're on there, how that's messing with your brain and, and reprogramming it. And guess what? You're not able to then go, go to sleep, which is lack of sleep, which then feeds into anxiety, depression, and everything else, right? All because you're like, I got to see it. And it affects your ability. Like guys, it affects your, you're distracted, you're more distracted. It affects your ability uh, to pay attention. It affects your ability uh, to think independently, right? Like, like you're thinking in alignment with whatever um, influencer or, 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 or group. And, and, and so you can't even think independently now. It's not even you coming up with these thoughts. It's from what you've seen. That's sad. It's crazy how ironically... For a technology that's designed to bring people closer together, spending too much time engaging with social media can actually make you feel more lonely and isolated. FOMO, right? No one talked about FOMO when I was growing up, right? But that's a very real thing. Some of you haven't talked to somebody in months because they didn't invite you to something you saw on social media. And then the other way is what? self-absorption, right? You start to actually think you're something that you're not. You're like, look at me. Look at this. Look at, look at my following. Look at, look at what people think of me. And you actually start to fall into that. And, and all they're believing in is, is not even the real version of you. It's a fake version. It's a filtered version. And so it can lead to that uh, as well. Uh, the other thing that we see... Um, is it can activate your reward center in your brain. Uh, in a study of 32 teens published in the journal Psychological Science in 2016, researchers found that the same parts of the brain that are activated when people eat chocolate or win money, uh, when, when those, were those were activated when the teens saw a bunch of likes on a photo or their own, not only their own, but or their friends' photos. This type of peer influence and its conformity effect, they called it, isn't limited to adults, says Dr. Anastasio. He says, when we receive online likes, the reward center of the brain, called the nucleus uh, acumens, lights up, it lights up, with excessive use, this type of interaction can train the brain to release rewarding chemicals such as dopamine much the same way that addiction works with things like drugs, shopping, uh, gambling. And he, and, and he says this is worrisome because the more that someone uses social media, the more they come to expect and require this type of effect in order to feel happy. So what happens is your brain rewires to that. So it's sending that dopamine there. Uh, and, and, and literally, just like a drug, it's, it's a high. Like that's, that, that dopamine, that's what creates that high for you, that cool, uh, when you have an experience, uh, you know, and it uses like a, a piece of chocolate. I don't like chocolate, so I don't really relate to that. Uh, but the high of like, you know, all of a sudden you like win the jackpot or something and you're like, 
your brain is taking note of that, right? And so you're building out this experience that your brain is saying, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna go that way with it. And, 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 and now you're gonna start to expect that. You're gonna start to get to the point where you need it, where you depend on it because your brain's telling you you need it. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, you're literally just like what? Like an addict. And you are an addict at that point. You're dependent on that. You need that. Not only do you need it, you need to increase it, right? Okay, what, you know, maybe a year ago, five likes, you were like, oh, but now if it's not 50, what's going on? My friends have abandoned me. How do they not think this picture is amazing, right? Have you ever thought that? You're like, no, never thought that. Okay, okay, you don't have to be honest. Um, so not only does this create a dependency and addiction, but what it also does is it masks underlying issues that you're dealing with. It's like this adrenaline shot to make you feel good, keep you going while you're slowly, mentally, and physically going downhill, and you'll continue to need it at more of an extreme rate. And on top of it, you guys, you know, we had this Facebook whistleblower, you know, in the last year that came out and, and talked about her experiences, how they're targeting you, how they're studying you, uh, they're feeding what keeps you engaged. Uh, you know, she states that they're not concerned about what it's doing to you mentally or physically. I think even more troubling, they, they've known from internal research what it's been doing to kids, specifically young girls, and they weren't doing anything about that. Uh, and, and, and that's part of what she was bringing to the surface uh, and why many of them have have quit, and there's actually some more that have come out more recently uh, and shared some of these things um, and, and how literally they're, they're, they're focusing on profit over health and mental health when they knew uh, these uh, side effects and that. Um, so the question for us is, why would you consume a product that doesn't care about your health and is likely going to take you to a darker place mentally and divides you from others? Why would you consume for three hours a day a product that says that, that does that? You got to ask yourself that, right? Um, and, and, and within this context, right? So Proverbs 23, 7 in the New American Standard Version, I love how it says this. It says, for as he thinks within himself, so he is. Ooh. For as he thinks within himself, so he is. So this is very, very dangerous, right? This is what we're talking about. It's your mind. As you think about who you are through all of these things, these images and everything, how they're making you feel, compare all this, what you're not, all this where you should be and you're not, and you start to think this about yourself, it says, so you will be. That's what you're feeding on. And so you're going to be that. And, and that, that is what's so dangerous. So that's stressing the urgency of dealing with whatever is distorting your mind and how you see yourself in the world. You guys, uh, I've said this before. You have to invest in your mental health. You can't just pray it away. Okay? Now, can God do anything? Yes, he can. And, and could he do that? 
100%. But you guys, when we talk about your mental health, you got to invest in that. There's work involved in it. I was just telling someone last week who was meeting with me, I said, I'm so proud of you because they're going through all these steps. They're a high-profile person, and they're going these steps, getting counselor. I mean, they're, they're, they're literally being humbled because they're going through a mental health crisis. They're very successful, and, and they're confused. They don't know how this happened to them. Uh, they don't know why, and, it, and, it's, and it's literally, they're losing control. And, and I, I sat with them last week, and I just said, I am so proud of you because they're talking about the steps they've taken. And, uh, and, and, and you guys, it, it takes work to address it, right? You can't just, like I said, you can't just say, I want this to go away, but not address what's feeding into it, okay? Um, and, and, and the grid that, that I always use and I encourage people to use when it comes to our mind, and I shared this, I think, week one, is Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Philippians 4, 8, 9, it literally gives us the, the grid and the framework by which we should take, take every thought uh, and, and, and ask, does it fit this? Uh, he says this, finally, brothers, whatever is true, okay? So is the thought true? If it's not true, it's got no business being in your mind, right? Whatever is honorable, is this honorable? Is this honorable to someone else? And is it honorable to me? And is it honorable to God if I'm a Jesus follower? Whatever is just, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, is this thought something I can praise you know, him with? Think about these things. Okay? Verse 9, he says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So he, so he, said, he literally lines it up for him. Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? If it's not these things, what are you doing? What are you doing? That will take you down that road. It will. Whether you're, and listen, you know, we like to like, oh, you're the one that's the three-hour, you're a four-hour person on social media, right? We like to, to, but some of you could maybe be just as bad with looking at it for 30 minutes a day, okay? So let's not just go out of our way to go, oh, yeah, they're on there forever. I'm, I'm okay. I just like, you know. Well, no, it can still dramatically affect you, okay? And so if it doesn't line up with, with those verses, it shouldn't be taking root in my mind because if it takes root in your mind, it will make its way into your actions and into actually how you view yourself, which changes everything, right? That's why Romans 8, 5, and 6 says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, set their minds on the things that are satisfying, the things that are feeding that. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit, for to set the mind on the for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Okay. If you're all in for fulfilling what makes you feel good, although we know statistically it's not, it's manipulating you and all that. If you're going to invest on that, it's going to continue to take you down. It's going to take you down further and further and further and further. It's going to divide you further and further and further. But you have an opportunity, right? To live according to a different standard, to have your mind focused on something else. And if you do that, the spirit is life and peace. And guys, the more 
The more you do either, the more you're going to establish patterns in your brain, expectations in your brain. See, guys, uh, human beings, we are social creatures. We are social. Uh, we are created. We are designed that way. We need the companionship of others to thrive in life. And the strength of our connections has a huge impact on our mental health and happiness. Being socially connected to others, I talked about this in week one, it can ease stress, it, ease, it can ease anxiety uh, and depression, it can boost your self-worth, it can provide comfort and joy, it can prevent loneliness, and even as we've seen, it can add years to your life, which is crazy. And so here's, some, here's some, just some practical tools to guard social media. These are just some practical tools, Okay. I'm not sitting here saying, hey, here's what we're going to do at the end of this. We're all going to take a pledge, and we're going to, and we're going to, like, we're going to all just, just burn our, our accounts. You know, we're just going to kill them all tonight. You know? yeah, we're going to show them. Now, yeah, maybe some of you are like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm ready. You know, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. That's not, this, that's not this talk, okay? But maybe you do. Maybe you need to, right? Maybe you need to, Okay? Um, it's like when I do the dating talk. Maybe you need to break up. Okay? Maybe you do. So if this is something, it's out of control, and you see what it's doing, man, cut it off. Cut it off. Don't, like, keep entertaining it. Don't keep going, oh, I'm going to beat you. Okay? Now, here's, here's just some, some practical things. Okay? Um, track the amount of time you use it. Okay? Uh, if you have, I don't know, I don't know if it's only on an iPhone. Like I said, tech and me don't flow. But um, mine tracks it. So I see it. Like it gives me a weekly report on what I was looking at. And I look at that report. I don't press ignore. I look at it because I want to know what's going on. Why? Because a lot of times, I don't know about you, but when I get bored, the second I get born, or born, <laughs> second I was born, uh, but the second... I get bored, there's certain things I do and I'm not know, I don't know I'm doing it, right? There's certain like, things that I've trained my brain. The moment you get bored, um, you got to go to this. You got to go to this. You can't, you, can't, you can't think about the conversation more or engage. You got to go to this. And have you ever noticed that in yourself? How there's like just go-tos, right? All of a sudden, I'm supposed to be in this meeting. I'm on ESPN.com. And I'm just, I'm just looking at updates. Meeting's still happening. What do you think, Steve? Oh, yeah, I'm in a meeting, right? And that happens. Like, the moment I get bored, I go, I, I have, like, these things. And, and so I have to be aware of that. I don't just, like, ignore it. Um, and so you need to track the amount of time. You should actually look at that, right? Um, if you want to make advances physically, you need to track it. You don't just go, oh, I, I don't feel, I feel unhealthy, so I'm going to try and feel healthier. Like, no, you've got to, like, track it. You've got to, like, set expectations, goals, and you've got to walk with it, right? Um, so track it. Um, take periodic breaks. Take periodic breaks. Okay, take periodic breaks. I think it would be so cool if you guys just said, I'm going to take 30 days off. I'm going to take a month off and see what happens. You take 30 days off, guys, uh, that's typically what they say uh, to identify if you have an addiction or not. Can you not do this for 30 days? That's typically the question. And, and so... Uh, could you go 30 days? I'm not like daring you. This isn't like a dare to share. Like, okay, I'm just, I'm just saying that may be a great thing for you to consider is could I go 30 days without social media? And maybe you build, you look at your year uh, and you go, you know what? I'm gonna take, 
I'm going to take these days every, you know, so often. I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to take a week off. I'm going to take a month off uh, to really reset uh, my mind, my heart, uh, what is happening there. Guys, you'll feel so good. Any person I've asked to do this, they'd never come back and go, that was so stupid. I can't believe I did that. No, every single time someone says, man, that was crazy. It was crazy. Disable notifications. Disable social media notifications. Some of you, that's your dopamine. You need it. You need it. You need it. Turn off your phone. You ever just turned off your phone? You're like, no. If I lost my phone, I don't know. Turn off your phone. Turn off your phone. Just pick times in the day. You just turn it off. Okay? Eat without your phone. Some of you are literally like, right? Have a conversation with someone. Keep it far from your bed when you're going to sleep. How many of you lay in bed? Right? You do. That's keeping you up. It it literally is a roller coaster down, okay? Um, Making a point to spend more time and have more human interactions than social media time. I want you to think about that. And that's not, well, I went to class, that was an hour. No, I'm talking about (laughs) meaningful conversations. You're like, oh, I already do that. No, meaningful conversations, try and have more meaningful conversations than hours looking at social media. And I think that's a really good thing uh, to ask yourself. Proverbs 12, or Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Did you really hear what that's saying? Did you really hear what it's saying? It says, it says what? Don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. How, how do you do that? Well, it says you gotta test, okay? We're not testing anything right now. We're just letting it go. It says, test what's going in there. Test. Well, what do I test it against? Well, God's word, test against Philippians 4, 8 at night. Like, test it. Test and ask, should that be there? Um, by testing, it says, you may discern what the will of God is. Why do you guys want to keep meeting with me all the time? I need to know the will of God. What do I do here? What do I do? Which college, which major, which, which place? Uh, I got a job offer. What do I do? What do I do? Well, he, he tells us. That by testing, you may discern what the will of God is. What is good and acceptable and perfect, that's in alignment with the will of God. And so if I don't test it, if I don't consider it, if I don't filter it against his word, I will not arrive with the clear will of God. That's huge. That's everything. So you guys, we need to take some practical steps tonight to help ourselves tonight. Tonight, you need to help yourself with this. And ultimately, what that does is allow more space in your time and your heart for the words of God and the mission that he has for you. And you may just notice people you never noticed before. You may have never noticed that your roommate is in a battle, is struggling, but you've been so consumed with this and just avoiding everything because guess what? Uh, Social media gives you social anxiety a lot. You start to lose the ability to connect or to believe you can connect with other people. And so uh, slowly, slowly, you're more and more isolated and you're not noticing things, opportunities 
that God has for you. And so, man, I can't encourage you guys enough to really consider uh, this. And this one, man, it may even go down as the most important one. Why? Because projections for social media use estimates, the average adult will spend six years and eight months of their lives on social media. Just sit in that for a second. Sit in that. Six years, eight months of your life on average. That's the average adult. That's, I'm a, that, that breaks my heart. That's like negating one of my kids is six. I just can't even, I, and, and like throwing that, that all that time, like you think of the time and, and every moment I get to have, the moments you get to have, the moments you get to have right now, you guys, you'll never have college back. Well, maybe you will. You're like, I'm a career college student. Um, but guys, you don't, you don't get, like, you may be that, but guess what? These people that you love, these relationships and all that, everyone's going to move on. They're going to move on in life and take jobs. All these things are going to happen, and, and you're making the biggest decisions of your lives right now, okay? You just are. You're making them. Now, they're not going to stop coming, but you're making the ones, uh, you're making huge ones, okay? Like, you're deciding, should I marry this person or not? That's a pretty big one, okay? You're deciding, should I take this job? Should I move? Should I stay? Uh, all these things, uh, but they're not like you're not little anymore. They all have huge consequences, right? Um, and, and so, you guys, I'm telling you right now, you got to consider the road that this could potentially take you on, hinder you from, and, and, and I mean, I, can't, I just can't, I can't even process that I would give six years of my life to looking at other people's lives. Oh, so consider that. Think about that and think of the road you're on and actually consider tonight for the first time what's happening in your heart and how it's actually distracting you and, and causing you to not even see the people that God has placed around you and ultimately his voice isn't clear right now because there's too many others. And you care more about them and the excitement and the thrill that comes from a like than me just having a moment of quietness with him and listening and being still and getting clear direction. Guys, whatever you got to deal with, let's deal with it. I'm going to pray and we're going to sing some songs here.